realize that you can watch all of the shit that's out there. Don't let either company trick you into thinking it's a us versus them thing. Just enjoy the wrestling. Whether it's WWE or AEW or NXT, you guys don't have to choose. You can watch it all. That's rad. Fight forever, Guardian! I think he broke it. And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio. The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to HIAC Talk Radio. I am the other guy, Dan Calchico. The above average comedian is dead. I'm just the other guy. If you know, you know. With yeah. me, as always, the beautiful, talented, and professor of wrestling, Craig Legans. Um, We were only going to have one episode this week, which is technically now part two of The Wrestling Historian, because uh, some of us actually took vacation for the first time in a year and a half. But then some shit went down. Uh, one, both, uh, well, both unfortunately. Yeah. Both really unfortunately. Uh, so, um... We're recording this on an afternoon. You'll never know other than me just telling you it's in an afternoon. Nevertheless, uh, we have some serious things to talk about. The first thing being, because I feel we're not the biggest. We don't, you know, I stopped looking for attention years ago after that thing with the guy at the company with the sex offender camera. Um, after, After, you know, People took their side over, you know, me who was like, but um, <laughs> I, I gave up on that. Yeah. Uh, but there's do there there's a few people who listen to us. So I think it's important that I wanted to drive this point home. Um, because you and I. And, you know, history would dictate that it might have been justified. We're very critical of this man in name. And the WWE of the supposed burial, supposed, mm-hmm. which we'll get to that in a second, folks, burial of one Keith Lee, who you and I both feel should be the guy, if not one of the guys, period. He should be in the grade eight. Yes, absolutely. With no reservations, no questions, no debate. There is none. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, of course, assumed not to excuse this off. Mm-hmm. I am, this is going to be an apology slash discussion of what's happening. Uh, was like, well, the WWE doesn't know what to do. And they're firing everybody. He's probably next. He doesn't want to book because he's black. Blah, 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 blah. Things that we've all seen in the past. We just assumed this was another case. Whole howdy were we fucking wrong. <laughs> Let's just start off by saying. And you can go to the our Twitter accounts, both the HIAC, not Craig's. We go to Craig's Twitter account, but not to look for this because Craig's like, I don't care about your drama. <laughs> uh, but the HIAC account and my account. Um, I feel 90% of the problems on social media, whether it's political or not, whether it's certainly the virus or not, uh, comes from the fact that nobody can just admit and I was wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't know enough. And I really should have. This is one of those instances. Yeah. And I don't feel enough people are doing that. So because it's the right thing to do and because mm-hmm. there isn't enough people, you entitled pricks that demand more from his wife, Mia Yim, a name on her own who should yeah. have some fucking respect for. Mm-hmm. Apologize. Yes. Keith Lee was not being held back. Keith Lee was not being buried. Keith Lee was not being sent home because of wrestling. We'll get into that in a second. There's extenuating circumstances that kept him home. Mm-hmm. So just admit that we were wrong. Yeah. That's it. Period. Mm-hmm. We were wrong. Yes. So to and, those part, go ahead. And, no. and Keith Lee, to his credit, after his last appearance, said, You will know the whole story soon. Yes. 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 And but we didn't take him at face value. We think, no, we, oh well. We, we thought, assumed well, we it was know. wrestling. Yeah, we know what the story is, Keith. Yeah. That's okay, but you know, nope. But, he, <laughs> but again, but he, he wouldn't say anything like that. He said it for a reason. It wasn't yes. to uh, to throw everyone off or anything like that. He'll just, I'll, I'll give you the whole story soon. And, and 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 let's preface it this way before we get into that whole story again. Wet in the whistle mm-hmm. for for those who don't know, you're about to know. You entitled sons of bitches that are telling these people. Me, him, and Keith Lee, husband and wife, that you should have done this and you should have said this and we would have been easier on you. Absolutely don't owe you, me, him, and Keith Lee, a goddamn thing. Zero thing. And you're going to think, but I'm a fan. Zero things. They owe you nothing. Past the wrestler fan relationship, which you overstep your bounds of many, many times Every day of every week, they don't know you shit. They don't know you anything. You're not entitled to the information. The explanation you got with a very long video from Keith Lee, you're lucky you got that. Yeah. You're lucky you were gifted that information because full stop, end of story. It's none of your business. <laughs> with that being said, and then Craig, of course, your thoughts after. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee posted a 13, 15 minute video explaining why he was gone for five months. Keith Lee contracted COVID-19. Yep. He came back one match after the two weeks. Mm-hmm. Got a call the next day by the WWE medical team saying something was off in his blood. Was told it was inflammation of the heart, which is one of the problems which people are calling long COVID. The after effects of getting the disease and leaving your body, the shit's still going wrong. I had a friend who got COVID, had minor symptoms, eh, borderline major symptoms. After the two weeks, started hearing voices, had neurological problems, constant headaches 24-7, constant body aches 24-7. As soon as they got the vaccine, that went away, by the way. Coincidence? No, it's science. But anyway, that's, as Craig would say, that's a... (laughs) H-N-P whole nother podcast thank you mm-hmm. he was told his inflammation the heart wasn't allowed any training or physical activity outside of the light walk other than that there was a chance i could just die he said i could just pass away mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you do with that information i don't know panic uh had several mris on the heart he says he didn't fit into the machines uh, it became a fight against death. WWE actually sent him to Pittsburgh to get tested. Almost had to undergo genetic testing. 
the long wait allowed the inflammation of the heart to go down. So he listened to doctors, medical professionals, scientists, rested, took his time, eased up a bit. And over time, things got better. Was cleared after the visit to try to get back into some sort of better shape. So after those five months, he was told he was allowed to back to exercising, you know, doing the lifts and all that stuff. Um, we also forget that his wife, Mia Yim, insisted on staying with him, helping take care of him, then contracted COVID and then yeah. missed the Royal Rumble because of it. Okay. He is now apparently, all these months later, given the clear to get back active again mm-hmm. and be in the ring, and he's back. Now, I a little asterisk, <laughs> little little selfish asterisk. Now that he is back, top yeah. eight or die. And I don't mean him die, terrible no. pun. I mean WWE, top eight or die. Yeah. That's the way it should be with Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Now, saying all that, again, I want to preface. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a this one you think you know, you don't know. No. And again, I do say to all these people, not in, you're not entitled to Jack. Uh, it's none of your business. We're lucky to still have him and enjoy yeah. him while you can, because Keith Lee has the potential to be really, really big. And it's going to be in front of a crowds now. Craig, Keith yeah. Lee almost left this mortal coil. I can't believe we're talking about that. I can't believe we're talking about it at either. And the fact that he came so close would have put his death up there in the, uh, I wouldn't say the the Eddie Guerrero category only because uh, Keith Lee wasn't as accomplished, but as far as a guy that was right in the middle of a great big run uh, type of uh, leaving, I, I I put I would put his like in a Gina Hernandez type of way. The things he could have done with it. If we had to, if we had to do this podcast talking about Keith Lee no longer being here. Oh no. I, yeah. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to. But it, it's it's a testament. You know, it's the it's the 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 positive and negatives of social media. You know, when I when I do the wrestling historian and I I talk about the uh, the great shows and cards of the past, like we did a couple weeks ago, about the great super cards. We don't know anything about these guys. All we know is that the travel was insane. That we talked about three big wrestling cards within one week and Shea Stadium and the Superdome and Tampa Stadium and these and Andre wasn't made all three of them. Dusty was in two of them. But I, I don't know how we don't know how old Dusty was. We don't know how old we don't know how their health was back then. We don't know anything about these guys that we we watch every week. With social media, we know how old they are. We know who they're married to. We know where they live and we know and everything so we had so much information but at the same time when we don't know when we we're saying we have access to but when we don't have every single minutia of a person's life we'll make up shit i mean and this all came from uh, me particular and most of and keith lee's fans in general being upset that he was squashed by bobby lashley he came me, back me too. and he squashed by bobby lashley and it's like oh well, wwe's lost the plot they're wasting this guy. This is a once-in-a-generation talent. He's got, he checks all the boxes that Vince wants. He's big. He's strong. He can move and this and that. And, you know, he could be your new Mark Henry. And 
you're wasting them. And that's what we went with because, again, we didn't know. But like you so eloquently put it, Dan, it's not our business to know what was going on or why it was like that. That match could have saved Keith Lee's life because it was so short, because he wasn't doing everything. And because he just came back the day after he was uh, he was cleared after having COVID. I didn't even know he had it. Yeah. And I didn't know his wife had it. And again, why would we? Because it's none of our business if he had it or not. It was and, one of those things that came out when, you know, the shit was hitting the fan at the training center that that, yeah. that was going on, you know. But Keith Lee, to make a video for his fans, and it will make two videos because the first one he thought was too long, and the second one he kind of tried to boil boil it down to what exactly happened. Which, which it was it was under 15 minutes. It wasn't that long, folks. Yeah. yeah. God, um, I'm ADD. Sit there and watch the damn movie. <laughs> Sit there and watch the damn video. Christ. But he, he also put out a, a little synopsis uh, of what happened and, and kind of like a, a, a thumbnail sketch, a timetable of what he was going through. How they had called in the geneticists and everything that you uh, that you mentioned, uh, but it was quite a roller coaster ride for him. Uh, that anyone would have uh, the would have to have the utmost patience for, and just you would be freaking out uh, if this was your livelihood or even just your life. Like you were this close to dying, and like, well, I so you, you can't wrestle, you can't do anything physical activity, you can't make a living. <sighs> Uh, your wife, thank God for her, has to take care of you, and she just got had COVID. So, you know, you're 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 every day you're you're walking a you know you're walking on a thread, and how anyone could deal with that, and a testament to him, and uh, and Mia that they got through it together. But just a really it it's just a bigger picture of the really scary time that we're living in. Uh, folks because it, it's all it was that the long-term effects all that happened with Keith was due to the effects of COVID and this is a very real thing and um, we're very grateful that it hasn't taken anyone from the wrestling business but this was a damn near close call that it could have uh, and I, especially to a guy like Keith Lee or to anyone obviously we don't want any of the, the wrestlers any performers that we watch to get sick but for someone like Keith Lee to almost have that uh, uh, feather line brush with death, uh, it, it's very sobering. It's very, uh, uh, it, it's, you, you realize, you it know. It puts the, things in perspective. Exactly. I was going to say uh, your, uh, your, your mortality is, uh, is not guaranteed, especially when you look at someone as mighty as Keith Lee. I don't know. But, um. Yeah, uh, just a really uh, bitter, uh, bitter pill to swallow. But uh, happy that he's okay. But and now that he is, yeah. Uh, and for those of you, uh, listeners of HIAC Talk Radio, talk we were talking about the Great Eight, something that great that Vern Gagne, much maligned Vern Gagne, uh, but his system in place is what was copied by other promoters in and around wrestling. And to this day, technically, this day, your your Great Eight. Top four guys never get beat at all under any circumstances. Your next four eight beat everyone else except the top four. You feed the the rest of your roster to these eight guys to get them over. If you want to push someone, they have to get through someone who's on the on the bottom four. They get that, then they have to get through. Then they'll all face someone in the top four. Keith Lee is in that grade eight. Yep. 
someone already if he, if he's in the top four, he never loses. Period. Under any circumstances, no matter what. Top four, just based on size and ability, and most people have no idea about that. But yeah. again, that's as you said, whole another podcast. HNP. But you feed those, you feed the rest of your roster to those eight guys, and that's how you make a wrestling company. Again, been done for almost for a hundred for at least a hundred years in wrestling. Your 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 top eight never changes. You we keep it like that for a year. You want to make some changes, that's fine. You want to push certain guys that are on the bottom that aren't in the top eight, that's great. But if you establish that top eight, top four never get beat. Bottom four only get beat by the top four. They, they beat they beat everyone else. That's that's how wrestling works. That's how wrestling should work. Who know? Who who knew it was that simple? Who knew? <laughs> but uh, but uh, great to hear from Keith Lee in this video, um, and to uh, to know that everything is okay. But to hear how 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 close he was to, as you said, Dan, leaving this mortal coil, very shocking, very scary. Um, but I'm glad he's still here. Unfortunately. Someone, one, what I would call the one of the unsung heroes of wrestling, and we'll explain a little bit why that means. I know I didn't. Craig, Craig knows what I mean, so I'll let him lead this. But unfortunately, on the other side of this, today just so happened coincidentally that I hit Craig up and said we should really talk about Keith Lee. He broke the news to me that, like I said, we lost one of the unsung heroes of professional wrestling. That would be uh, the great Dominic Danucci. Uh, Dominic Nushi was someone that I grew up watching in the 70s. He was in the ring for my for the first world tag team title change I'd ever saw in my life on television, 1975. He and Victor Rivera defeated the Valiant Brothers. Now, when I started watching wrestling, the Valiant Brothers were the, the WWF tag team champions. They were in the top eight of tag teams across the country, not just in the WWWF, but in wrestling. Valiant Brothers never lost, period. Every tag team you fed to them, they beat. Even when Bruno, the almighty immortal Bruno, would team up with somebody, he teamed up with Dominic DiNucci, and they couldn't beat the Valiant Brothers. So in a two out of three falls match on Saturday morning TV, Folks, when wrestling was on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, I should say, 12 o'clock noon. But they were, would repeat it over and over again. Championship wrestling, young Vince McMahon Jr. on commentary in his yellow jacket. Talking about how the Valiant Brothers trying to fight back the challenge of Victor Rivera and Dominic DiNucci. And Dominic DiNucci was, at first fall, Victor Rivera and Dominic DiNucci won. So happy. Fans are going crazy, jumping up and down, throwing babies in the air. Second fall, Victor Rivera, Victor Rivera missed his cannonball splash. He was, That was his, his thing that Le- Leaping Lanny Poffo made famous, but that was Victor Rivera's finish maneuver. He would do a front flip onto his opponent. He missed. First time he ever missed. Valiant Brothers took control of it, and they beat him for the second fall. He even threw him over the top rope. Miss McMahon. Ever the hyperbolic announced it. Victor Rivera went 100 feet in the air. Landed on the concrete floor and they pinned him right after that. Dominic Danucci covering up his partner after he lost the second fall. And the Valiant Brothers are still kicking him. And Dominic Danucci got his head rammed into the steel post and was bleeding. The first time I ever saw blood 
Oh, what was was the Italian guy? With but this is after, um, but then on his on the after the hot tag, Jimmy Valiant got his head ran into the post, so he was bleeding. So you have both guys bleeding, and Victor Rivera ran uh had got Johnny Valiant in a roll up. I had never seen a roll up before. He shoved him into the ropes. They both rolled backwards, and Victor Rivera was standing. Johnny Valiant's shoulders were on the mat. Referee Dick Worley counted to three, and we had new tag team champions. Victor Rivera was interviewed by Vince McMahon afterwards, and he said the words, Arriba! <laughs> and Dominic, first time I heard that, and Dominic Gnucci, their blood coming down his face, talking about how proud he was of him and Victor being the world tag team champions. That was my first look at Dominic Danucci, one half of the world tag team champions. He would hold it another time with the very young Dino Bravo. Oh, wow. That, mo- would, that one makes more sense. Yeah. He, he, he beat, uh, but they beat Mr. Fuji and Professor Tanaka for those belts. And, and Dominic Danucci won that with an airplane spin. Nice. Dominic Danucci, folks, one of the most underutilized moves, but one of the most effective was the airplane spin. Mike Rotunda, who had the best airplane spin in wrestling, who used it as his finishing maneuver, said Dominic Danucci's was his. That's where he patterned it after Dominic Danucci. And Dominic Danucci was a stalwart. He was one of those guys that you fed veterans to to get them over. I saw Dominic Danucci beat the crap out of Hulk Hogan in 1979. And when Hogan went over, but he had to take his lumps through Dominic Danucci. He was one of the guys that you uh, you you fed if you were a heel. You got fed to Dominic Danucci. Dominic would try you out, see how you were. On the other side, it was Johnny Rodge did it for the for the faces, but Dominic Danucci was the one who did it for the heels. And Dominic Danucci, not only great wrestler and a veteran to to cut your teeth on, if you went through Dominic Danucci, you were good. What you were ready to go into to go up against uh, one of the top eight or one of the top four. But Dominic Danucci, what really made his impact in professional wrestling was as a teacher. And Dominic Danucci was one of the finest teachers in wrestling history. Because Dominic Danucci, under in the school of Dominic Danucci, he gave us Shane Douglas the great Brian Hildebrand, Mark Curtis, and Cactus Jack, Mick Foley. One of my favorite stories ever mm-hmm. where it occurred to me when wrestling, that epiphany when you're training mm-hmm. is when he, uh, Mick Foley's going to Dominic Danucci's class and um, Dominic, Danu- Dominic tells him, yeah, throw your guy into a corner. And throw a, a forearm, and he does the forearm. Mick does, and he doesn't connect mm-hmm. at all. He, you know, he doesn't whips by like five inches. Dominic goes no, and he grabs Mick, throws him into the corner, and hits him with his forearm. He doesn't hurt him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't doesn't strike him yeah, hard. Just, yeah. He does the real forearms, and he goes. Well, actually, he goes, that's the joke. I almost fucked up the punchline. He goes, <laughs> that's a nut that a forearm, a boy. And he throws him into the corner, throws the actual forearms, makes connect, you know, makes connection or hits him, but doesn't hurt him, doesn't strike him, doesn't break him. But he hits him. Yeah. He makes contact and it didn't hurt him. And he just looks at Mick and goes, 
that's a my boy is how you throw a <laughs> far on. And that makes said in one of the many biographies, documentaries you found of him, that was kind of like a and those teachings went through again Dominic Canucci the the school he had Mick Foley Shane Douglas Mark Curtis uh, and they all remained close it was even an angle in in ECW when Cactus was a heel I mean Cactus was a face and Shane Douglas was a top heel and Cactus was getting brutalized and Shane Douglas came into the ring and everyone thought, oh, they're going to help. He's going to help kick the crap out of Cactus Jack. No, he turned on him. He turned on the the people that were beating on Cactus Jack because they both went to Dominic DiNucci's wrestling school. And uh, again, the far reaching effects of Dominic uh, Cactus through forearms throughout his indie time and in WCW. It wasn't until he got to the WWE and he learned the WWE way just to throw, you know, working punches. But up until that time, he was using the forearms religiously the way that Dominic DiNucci taught him. And it was just instinctual. He just even he would just do it because that's how he was taught. Shane Douglas was the same way. Uh, Mark Curtis had a good run as a as a underneath uh, wrestler in Smoky Mountain in WCW. He was at one point he was the Ninja Turtle. Um, but, and he got a great, uh, run as a WCW referee, the sliding referee as people would call him because he would slid, he, uh, he was like a, a hybrid time and young, he would slide across the ring, but he was also as quick as a cat because he had been in a ring as a wrestler. But again, all those three guys made indelible marks on professional wrestling, but all under the tutelage of Dominic DiNucci and he had such a great life, a great long life. At 89 years old. He left us yesterday at, at 89. Uh, just a, a remarkable man. Uh, not unlike a, a Bobby Eaton. No one had had a bad word to say about him. Just a, a really nice, genial guy. Uh, Mick Foley. <laughs> There's not many Ita- old Italian guys that you say that about. Right? No. And uh, what Mick Foley said about him also, <laughs> he, he put him in the Pat Patterson mold of guys that have been in this country longer than I've been alive, but still haven't maintained the English language. Still haven't gotten just right. Because <laughs> Dominic DiNucci's uh, 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 a pronunciation of Son of a that some son of a bitch. <laughs> Listen to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you some son of a bitch. And the way that my did- dad still does that impression when we're talking about our ancestors. My dad will go, and let me tell you this, boy. <laughs> I'm not gonna kill you. But the way Mick wrote it in his book, he wrote it some son of a bitch. So we spent some son of a bitch. Yeah, that's 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 as phonetically you're gonna you're gonna spell that because you're to read it though, S U M O N, some son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I get a pass. Uh, I get a pass. I get a pass. You get a pass. I get a pass. Yeah. Also, my greasy hair. But it wasn't a giveaway at this point. <laughs> but yeah, Mick Foley wrote uh, Dominic DiNucci and, pa- and Pat Patterson, two guys that have been in the, the, this country longer than I've been alive, but still haven't got the grasp of English language. And when they cut and hit you, Mick, they cut out, they go banana. Yeah. They go banana. That's amazing. Yeah. They go banana. They go banana. But Dominic DiNucci, uh, 89 years old, uh, in the WWE Hall of Fame, should be in any in any wrestling hall of fame because 
he held tag team titles, not just in WWF, but in uh, in Bruiser's old WWA and the, uh, the Sheik's NWF territory. Just a great uh, tag team wrestler. And uh, with Tony Parisi, with, again, like I said, with Bruno, with Bruno, with Dino Bravo. All the, all the Italian name guys. Uh, but uh, and he, and but that's where promoters wanted, you know, because of in those places I, that I mentioned in Indianapolis and in Chicago and in Philadelphia and New York, huge Italian fan bases. Yeah. So when you have a tag, slightly, team, yeah, the, that you know you can team up with, and also with Tony Marino, a name that a lot of our our fans might not know, but he was a great heater. He had he was he had a Rick Rude body before we knew who Rick Rude was. Tony Marina was just a really jacked, good looking guy. And he and Dominic formed a really popular tag team in the in the Northeast. So when you have uh, towns that have a huge Italian following, Dominic Danucci would be the tag team with the uh, the other guy and they would just draw money and fans would go crazy. He was a guy, you know, he was on the short list. Uh, Dan, and we've mentioned this on our HIAC Talk Radio on one of our What If sections. Uh, name a wrestler who was a, a a face throughout his whole career. Dominic Danucci was never a heel for his whole career. I did not and know that. Not anyone, not a lot of people can say that. Again, it's a short list. You know, Bruno's another one, but uh, was was never a heel. And you couldn't, not with that guy, with the smile, with the genial, with the Genie look, and he and Dan, if Dominic Danucci was alive now, he would be in your top eight only because of the way he worked and because of the way he could stretch anyway. And he was 6'3", 240, which and back then wasn't that, you know, you wouldn't see it as a big deal because so many other wrestlers had his height and build. But 6'3", 240 right now, when you look at the, the amount of smaller stature wrestlers that are in AEW, the ones that they're, that they're not a huge, a lot of big guys in NXT, 6'3", 248, Dominic Danucci, he'd be a main event superstar. But as it was, Dominic Danucci made a lot of main event superstars with his teaching and with his talent in the ring. Again, 89 years old, um, one hell of a some some son of a bitch. With that, I think we're good to go. Craig, where can people follow you, sir? They could follow me if they so choose. Uh, just me, not Amber, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Craig Lagon, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. Follow me and the adventures of a dachshund who has to go outside right now. <laughs> Uh, at Danlaw83, all HIAC Talk Radio. Social medias is HIAC Talk Radio. Uh, listen to the HIAC Talk Radio podcast and Stadium Journey and Manic Mixtape. I'll get that word right eventually. <laughs> all the podcasts. If you go to your podcast app, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever the hell they're calling them now, whatever the sum of a bitch is calling them now, uh, type in the HIAC Talk Radio Network. Look for the nice, bright, brand new blue and green icon follow subscribe share like do all those things all for me above. it's my it was my birthday it's my birthday week do it for me do yes. it for me do it for me for craig lagans i'm the other guy 
Dan Calachico. See you next time. Bye, guys.